welcome to the Man on Fire Rising podcast with David Mailer. If you're looking to grow and become the man and king you were born to be, you're in the right place. Each week, David will provide men with tools, tips, and strategies for their business, relationship, body, heart, and mindset. Get ready to rise into your passion, power, and purpose, and live your life to its full potential. Now, let's dive in. What is up, everyone? It is your Man on Fire mentor, David Mailer, coming to all of you live on today's podcast, where we're going to take a deep dive into the center of the fire, should you dare. And in the center of the fire, we're going to explore why does it always seem or appear to be the man's fault. I most likely get thousands of messages from you guys on a weekly basis. And, uh, you know, on the different videos we have out there, the different ads, the different material content, gifts that we give away. And we get all these comments uh, very frequently that will say, why do you put all the blame on the man? Why is it always on the man? Uh, why isn't it ever the woman's fault? Why is it always the man's fault? This uh, material that you're putting out is toxic. All right, I am going to do everything I can to clear that up for you guys so you have a more concise understanding of where Man on Fire is coming from, and it will be coupled with an invitation for you as a man to have additional insight, additional perspectives that may challenge how you're currently seeing things and possibly illuminate more truth for you to see and to live into. Because more often than not, when a man is expressing this in a comment, he's in pain, and more often than not, he's coming from a place of his own hurts and his own wounds that have interfered with his capacity to see a higher truth. So let me do my best to support you right now. Number one is to recognize that a relationship is never about blame and fault. A relationship is ultimately designed for two people to come together consciously and bring out the best in one another and stand for one another, champion one another, love one another, have respect, empathy, compassion, grace, gratitude, forgiveness for one another. Knowing that in a relationship, the parts of you that have been dormant, the parts of you that have been buried, the shadow, the darkness, the things that may never have ever come to the surface had you not gotten into a relationship, all of a sudden it comes to the surface. So for example, a man could be a man that's been living from a, a deep place of integrity and uh, a committed man. And next thing you know, he could be a few years into his marriage and find himself having an affair or the, or the opposite, uh, a woman who operates from a space of integrity and commitment and, and has high morals and values and principles may one day find herself having an affair in her marriage. And so it's so easy to say, well, it's her fault or it's his fault. Look what he did to her. Look what she did to him. And it's very easy for us to hold that through the lens of blame and fault. And if you want to point fingers and make one person right and one person wrong, by all means, you can do that. But the promise most likely is that that will just equal a life of pain. And I'm inviting you guys to look at this with a wider lens, to zoom out a little bit and see beyond the limited way that you might be seeing this. And in no way, shape or form am I justifying somebody's behavior. I'm not making it right. And it's important that I communicate that. And with that said, what we want to recognize, just like if you have children, you know, your children at some point in, in uh, their development, they're going to lose their way at times. They're going to they're gonna know right from wrong and they're still going to do wrong. 
they're going to make poor choices, whether it's getting in the car with somebody that's drinking or they get behind the wheel and they've been drinking. They're going to do dumb things in school or in college and thereafter. And you're going to choose to love them anyway. In fact, you're going to choose to love them unconditionally, like a dog. No matter how poorly you might treat your animal, it just comes back and it, and it never wants you to live in that space of punishment. It never wants you to live with shame and guilt. And it's just going to always be there to remind you that you're worthy of being loved. And it's so hard for some of us to let that in because when, we do, when we've done things that we're not proud of, we don't necessarily feel deserving of other people's love. And so we reject it and we wallow in some shame and some guilt and we wear these two twin brothers on our shoulders. So you come into this relationship and the understanding, and unfortunately it's probably not taught enough, right? So again, it's nobody's fault. The understanding is that the versions of you that you've experienced before you were ever in a committed relationship, before it got to engagement, before it got to a marriage, new versions are going to emerge once you deepen your commitment and things that were laying dormant will come to the surface. Patterns from your parents will come to the surface. Patterns from your grandparents will come to the surface. Generational patterns will come to the surface. Life will throw at you trials and tribulations and it will test you. It will bring you into handling situations that you wouldn't have normally had to handle while you have a life partner. And so when one person might be losing their way, might be losing themselves, might be veering off the path of alignment and congruence to who they really are, First and foremost, you have to recognize that that person's hurting. I'm not supporting their behaviors. I'm not saying that everything they've done is okay, nor am I pointing a finger and saying it's their fault. Doesn't mean they don't have to take responsibility. Doesn't mean they don't at some point have to take ownership, but I'm asking you to raise it above the consciousness of it's that person's fault and come back into a place of deep love. You know, like a ship that is lost at sea. It's looking for the lighthouse. It's looking for the light. So it can find its way back home. And in a relationship, the idea, if you, as the man, if your partner, your, your lady, if she's lost her way, if she's not being the woman that you know she's capable of being, if she's dimmed her light, if she's become more agitated or cold or aggressive or frustrated or apathetic or has resentment or contempt or sharp, polarized, triggered, not communicative, sad, you name it. If she's lost her luster, if she's lost her shine, if she's lost her way, chances are it's also possible that she's going to be doing things in her life to harm herself. And part of that could be having an affair where she's truly harming her own soul. Yes, you're impacted, but you're not a victim in it, but you're impacted. I understand that. And vice versa. Just like if you were to have one, yeah, of course she's going to be impacted. But the, the idea is... If she's in the forgetting of who she is and she's lost her way, I took this, this oath, for better or worse, till death do us part. Most men don't really understand what that means. And it's very easy for us to just point our finger and say, well, look, look how she's changed. Look what she's doing. The more challenging and the more heroic and the more courageous path would be to come back into your light. Because when two people are in the forgetting at the same time, it's called separation, you know, bitterness, resentment, contempt pointing fingers, separation, divorce. So one person must come back into the remembrance, come back into the light, come back into seeing this from a higher peak of the mountain where you can see what's happening. Oh, unconscious patterns are playing out in our relationship. And I need to illuminate this. I need to, I need to hold space for my partner to come back to her light.
and blaming her and shaming her and judging her, or if it's vice versa, her doing the same towards you, that's not the antidote. The antidote is to up-level your light, shine it more brightly, help her find her way back home to herself. Not you first, help her find her way back home first to herself, and then she can find her way back to you. Or vice versa, right? If there's a woman listening right now, right? Because I, I, know, I know many women like this, especially one in particular, where her husband had 19 affairs. And never once did she lose sight of who, who he is and who he was. Never once. Hurt, hurt like hell. Hurt like hell to her to feel violated in this way. Hurt like hell to know that her, that her man that she loves is hurting himself and trying to outrun his own pain. And he chose as his vice women. Other men might choose alcohol, weed, video games, making more money, overworking, social media, TV, porn, strip clubs, massage parlors, you name it. We have lots of vices. So many of us, the vice that we choose is another person. You know, we're, we're trying to get away from our pain and move towards a pleasure. Trying to get away from a pain and move towards a pleasure. Never once did she lose sight of who her husband was, even when the family pointed fingers. How could you be with him? It's his fault. He ruined everything. He destroyed the family. He destroyed the kids. He's a piece of garbage. You know, be careful. When you point your finger at somebody, you know the old adage, when one finger is pointing out, there's always three pointing back at yourself. You know, when we have that much judgment towards another human being, more often than not, <clears throat> we're really just in judgment of ourselves. We're in judgment of a part of ourself that we can't come into full acceptance of. So that which you hate in another is that which you can't accept that a part of you is the same way. It doesn't mean that you're living it in the same way that somebody else is living it. So you can say, well, I, I haven't cheated. So you can't tell me that I'm like this person. Yeah, but a person that cheats might be somebody that lacks integrity might be somebody that lacks commitment, and you can come up with all these adjectives, and then you'd realize, oh, wow, I'm all of those things. So this woman never lost sight of who her husband was, and she kept praying, and she kept holding the light. In this particular case, he did uh, end up coming to Man on Fire. It's not the point of the story, but it just so happens that he did join our brotherhood, and in less than a year's time, he found his way back to himself, found his way back into loving himself, finding his way back into looking in the mirror and loving the man that's looking back at him, and in doing so, was able to find his way back to his family, especially his wife, because he was lost. He was trying to outrun his childhood hurts and pains, which in his case, um, he had gone through a sexual abuse uh, as, a, as a child. He had been sexually abused. And so you see later in life, it played out through affairs. Now, does that excuse him? No. Am I blaming him? No. Am I faulting him? No. Does he need to take ownership and responsibility for what he's done and the actions that he's taken, how it's not just harmed himself, but harmed others? Of course. But there's just too much of this. There's too much of the pointing, too much of the putting the blame on the other person. And so, yes, in the Man on Fire world, we do encourage the men. In fact, for those that join us outside of our free platforms and they come into one of our coaching programs, yes, you are held accountable to going first. You are the captain of the ship. It's not to diminish a woman's power. Women are, are powerful, men are powerful. But you are the captain. You create the structure. You take the ship where the ship needs to go. Problem is you don't have a rudder and you've lost the helm of your own ship. And so when you're not the captain of the ship, you end up shipwrecked on an island called how the hell did I get here? I call it Skull Island, as opposed to I love my life island, right? Most men don't end up there. So the man has to go first because if you're both in the forgetting, then you as the man have to 
You don't have to. I'm inviting you to wake the hell up. Come back into the remembrance of who you are. Recognize marriage is not going to be all uh, perfect, all joy. Your wife's role is not to fill you up with joy. You got to find that for yourself. You got to fill your own cup. Find your own self-sourced love so you don't have needs within your marriage. So your, your wife's role is not to make you happy. Make yourself happy. So you go first and you come back into the remembrance of who you are. You decide to grow yourself. You start to sharpen your mind. Master your thoughts. Get out of your head. Come back into your body. Come back into feeling. Get back into your heart. Get back into your leadership. Get back into seeing your wife through the lens of that little girl that one day needed to be protected. Her innocence, her purity, her playful spirit, that twinkle, that sparkle in her eyes. Who's going to protect that little girl? Don't be fooled by the scorned woman that's in front of you. She's hurting. Does that justify her actions? No. But there's no blame on her. There's no fault. This could happen to your daughter. So wake up. Wake up. And see her for who she really is and know that she's scared. She can't show the purity of who she is because she's in pain. What are you going to do about it? You want to recruit your friends so they all get you to leave her? See, look what she did. It's her fault. It's not my fault. I work hard, put food on the plate, provide a beautiful living. I send our kids to school. It's never enough. It's never enough. It's never enough. Stop thinking that way. You're capable of giving more. I don't mean as a pleaser. I don't mean as a yes man. I don't mean seeking her approval. You know you got more in you. You know you got more in you. Grow up. You know there's a new level of leadership that you can access. You know you sometimes hide behind work. You know you sometimes hide behind grabbing the beer or the weed or the video games and you check out. You know that you don't leave enough gas in the tank to be present for your kids and your wife. And I'm not saying that she does either. But blaming her and faulting her or her blaming you and faulting you, that's never going to lead to fulfillment. That will never lead to joy in your marriage. Never. You as the man must rise. You must come back into remembering who you are. You must surround yourself with other men that won't hop on that wagon of getting you to complain and blame and name and shame and judge and project. No, hang out with men that will say, hey, brother, you're better than this. How about your wife is hurting? How about you grow into a new version of yourself that can wake her up? And you know what, guys? For those of you that have done everything that you can in your power, and I don't mean as the pleaser. I mean like really in your power, boundaried, deep self-respect, the leader of the family. If you're with someone that doesn't want to grow and wants to continue to point her finger at you, as long as it's not against your faith or your religion and you're at peace in your heart with knowing it's time to move on and if that's what serves you best, then honor it. I'm not here to tell you what you should or shouldn't do. Nobody should tell you that. You got to honor what's, what's true in your heart. And the same for the woman, right? That woman where her husband had 19 affairs, she could have left. She honored the truth in her heart. But I tell you what, therapists, her sister, friends, they told her to leave. They couldn't see. They're blind. They couldn't see what she could see. She was holding the remembrance. She saw him for who he is, not for what he did. She saw him for who he is, not what he did. That takes courage. That takes power. So, you know, Man on Fire is all about bringing a man back into his authentic power. I never want to broadcast a message that it's the man's fault. Why is it all on the man? Why is he the one that has to make all the changes? Well, you know, ultimately, most likely, both of you need to go through changes, and life will bring you those changes. You'll either embrace them or you'll resist them. Life is always asking you to grow. Life is always interrupting, or interrupting your life when it's asking you to grow. Things don't happen by chance or accidents. They happen with poetic design to illuminate areas of your life 
that are requiring growth. And one area that will shine the most light on is the relationship. It's always going to show you that there's a new level of leadership that you could emerge into. So I, you know, I apologize to any man out there that has ever received a misconstrued message. Maybe sometimes you only read a little bit of what's on an ad or see a tiny little video and then there's maybe a mismatch of what we want to convey and what's being conveyed or perhaps you're not diving deep enough into your studies of who we are. Either way, there's no blame or fault here. I want to take ownership and responsibility. We're going to do our best to responsibly convey to you that it's not about blame or fault. I recognize how hard most of you men work to create happiness and joy for your wife and your family. I recognize how hard you work at work, most of you, to provide a beautiful life for your family, to put your kids into school, to take your wife on vacations, to put her in the nicer house, the nicer car, the beautiful jewelry, and the pocketbooks and the shoes. I recognize that most of you get up and work a hard day to provide a better life for your wife and your family. And I recognize that it's painful to feel like no matter what you do, it's never going to be good enough for her. And when will I ever get a little bit of acknowledgement, just a tiny acceptance, a tiny words of thank you, gratitude, as Mr. Tony Robbins likes to teach that in relationships or in life in general, we suffer a lot because we have too many expectations from others and we need to trade in those expectations for appreciations. We, we very easily fall into that trap in this world of losing a deeper appreciation for our partner and thanking them for all the little things and the big things. And we slowly, over time, start to have deeper expectations and then we constantly feel like that person's disappointing us. And so I understand for a lot of men out there that it, it feels like you're, you're, it's never enough. What, what can I do to, find, to make her happy? It's like, I, I got her the bigger house. I got her the nicer car. I took her exactly where she wanted to go. We had, had another kid. What is it going to take for her to be happy? And I'm here to tell you that it's not your role to make her happy. I'll make that into a separate podcast, but it's not your role to make her happy. Your role is to fill your own cup, source your joy, and your role is to get to a place where you're unwavering and imperturbable based on what moods that she's in. You can't control her moods, just like you can't control your dog's moods. You can control how you treat your dog. You can control how you respectfully treat your wife, but you can't control her emotions and whether or not she's happy. You'll never win that game. You can control how you communicate. You can control how you have empowering and inspiring communication. And you can voice things that you'd love to see and visions that you have for the relationship without pointing a finger. You can illuminate for her blind spots that she might have that are getting in the way of her happiness and the joy of the relationship. You have that ability. But we as men have to get to a place where there's nothing that she can say or do that's going to knock us off of our center. Let her feed off of the solidity of you knowing who you are you having a smile on your face no matter what's going on in the world, you being so rooted and centered and driven and decisive and disciplined and intuitively guided in the fullness of your leadership, connected above, connected below. Let her feed and drink off of that. You don't need anything. What do you need? An occasional thank you. So if yes, if you've fed a pattern in your relationship where you've supported behaviors that are, aren't healthy for you guys, take responsibility that you've contributed to that. You don't have to blame her for that. You don't have to point your finger. You could say, hey, I, I take equal responsibility for supporting this pattern. I should have spoken up sooner. I get how frustrating it is for so many of you to feel like you've done everything and it's not enough. And it takes two to tango. And if I'm the only one making changes and I'm the only one growing and she's not willing to do any of the work and she's not willing to look at any of her stuff, I get your frustration. So 
few things for you to consider is one, are you doing it for her or are you doing it for you? Because you, you have to get yourself back before you could ever really have the fullness of who she is back. A man must want to grow for himself. You have to have that hunger where you, you have a drive to want to bring an up-leveled version of you to every domain of your life. Relationship is just one area. It's the one that we suffer with the most, unfortunately. Most men know how to make a beautiful living, crush it in their career, make millions. But if you don't have the joy in the relationship, it means you have more personal growth, more work to do on you. So you do that work and you give her the best version of you that you possibly can live into in the fullness of your leadership with your heart fully open. And if you should discover that the relationship no longer honors your soul and that's your highest truth, then live it if that's your highest truth. Don't let anybody tell you when that time is. Only you will know. But no more being scorned. No more pointing fingers. No more feeling like the guy is the only one at fault or to blame. There is no fault in blame. There's simply an invitation to grow to grow into new levels of your leadership and to see what emerges from that, to see what version of your wife shows up as you grow into new levels of your own leadership. Will it pull out a new version of her? Will it entice and seduce a new version of her? Will it create greater safety for her to be more in her heart and reveal herself finally because she's terrified and scared? Or will you ultimately experience that she's not ready for that and then you have to decide, does that honor you as a man? Nobody wants anyone sitting on top of their hot air balloon. So in summary, guys, it really doesn't serve us to see things through the lens of why is it always the man's fault? It's nobody's fault. You have an opportunity in front of you to grow as a human being. You have an opportunity to bring the best version of you into all of your relationships. And you have to decide and claim your own respect and your own boundaries and decide whether or not your relationship honors you. And if you do one day decide to end it, do it with dignity, do it with grace, do it with compassion, do it with love, do it with empathy, do it with humility. Don't do it from a scorned place. I love you guys and I'm rooting for you and I believe in each and every one of you. I assure you that the partner that you're with was designed by your soul to bring you further into your light, bring you further into your power and further into the remembrance of who you are and what you're capable of. Here's to you, brother, rising with passion, with power and with purpose. It's your man on fire mentor, David Mailer. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to click subscribe so you never miss an episode. Then share with your friends and leave us a raving review. To connect with David, you can find him at www.manonfirerising.com or on Facebook. We'll see you next week for another episode of the Man on Fire Rising podcast with David Mailer.